Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, my name is um, Hendrik and Reich. I am a, a board member of BC Care, um, BC Care Providers, uh, the VP of, of that board, and I also um, a VP of our own organization, uh, known as the Hamlets. Um, and we have some locations in BC and Alberta. Um, my main responsibility uh, is HR, even though my title says Chief Operating Officer, um, and and. Uh, and Kathy, who organized this from BC Care, uh, thought I was going to be a good fit for this based on my passion for HR. And um, yeah, I'm glad to be here. Um, before we get going, um, I'd like to acknowledge that we are hosting this meeting on the traditional lands of the Coast Salish people and are extend our appreciation for the opportunity to hold this dialogue here today. Um, as we have people from across the country joining us, um, if you want to take a moment just to acknowledge your own territory uh, in your chat function, um, do so. We, we don't want to take away that opportunity. Um, and and please, you know, uh, acknowledge uh, whatever tra 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 uh, traditional lands that you uh, are hosting or where you are today. Um, we are hosting the technology solutions for um, health human resource um, crisis, and we will get to the to the uh, the panelists uh, in a in a moment. We're um, we're excited to have them uh, to share, and we're also excited to have uh, Jessica join us uh, to share her experience with um, with the technology that we're speaking about today. As we're on Zoom. And there are lots of people uh, on this platform. You won't be able to see each other other than our smiling faces. Um, and so we would encourage you, um, if you've got questions, uh, comments, to use the chat function. Uh, that's the best way to, for us to see uh, what's of interest of things that maybe um, we didn't cover. Uh, and we will have opportunity at the end uh, to answer those questions. We'll get Curtis or Michael um, to answer the, or Jessica to answer those questions. Um, and so, uh, yeah, please do use the chat function uh, for that purpose. Um, we also want to thank um, Book Jane uh, for making this event possible. Uh, Book Jane is, is a premier partner uh, of our annual conference, the BC Care Conference. Um, and our conference is titled The Three R's. It is reflection, resilience, and reinvention. And I, I think um, our topic today fits very well with, um, with all of those actually, uh, in terms of you know, looking at what hasn't worked, what, uh, what is working and what can work going forward. So um, thank you, Book Jane, for, for being a part of this uh, conversation. Um, like, like many, like our organization, probably like Jessica's, um, we're challenged with workforce challenges. We're, you know, we've, we've got people that are burnt out, we're short-staffed, um, and there's, of course, the impact of COVID on top of that. If, if it wasn't bad before, it's been made worse by the pandemic. And we have staffing restrictions in many parts of the country, uh, and, and that creates added uh, pressure. Um, throughout, throughout today's panel discussion, we're going to explore how technology, in particular blockchain, can uh, you know, more effectively uh, be used to mobilize workforce quickly 
and um, and easily and make sure that um, we're connected to our staff, that we retain our staff, they're engaged, and we are you know consistent in our communication, and ultimately we're providing good resident care. I think really at the, at the core, core of all this, that's what we're trying to achieve. The panel will, will provide a real world example of how powerful the new tool and technology like Bookjing can be integrated into your company, into your, uh, into your organization, and can be a possible game changer, uh, particularly when we continue to battle the third wave of COVID. And so on that note, um, we have three panelists that have joined today. Uh, first, we have Curtis Kahn. I hope I pronounced your last name right. Uh, he's the CEO and founder of BookJane. Uh, Curtis has been uh, a business guy and entrepreneur for over 10 years, and he founded BookJane as, as an innovative platform built to help solve the healthcare labor shortage. Welcome, Curtis. Thank you. Uh, secondly, we have Michael, Michael Lee, who is uh, BookJane's VP of Operations. Uh, Michael's responsible for the day-to-day -day operation and, and plays a key role in advancing the company's strategic initiatives. We welcome Michael. Thanks a lot for having us. And lastly, which, and we'll hear from her just a little bit later, is uh, Jessica Poling. Did I pronounce that right? Yeah. Uh, she's, she's the Senior Director of Employee Services with the Seasons Retirement Communities. Jessica is a healthcare professional. Uh, she's designated and she's responsible for the strategic oversight and operations of their HR uh, team. We welcome Jessica. Thank you. All right, on that note, um, thank you for all for coming. And we're gonna hand over the uh, presentation to uh, you, Curtis, actually, Michael, I think you're gonna run the show um, in terms of the slide deck. And um, Curtis and Michael, uh, we'll leave it to you to uh, carry on. I'm gonna run the show. Can you guys see the, the presentation? Yeah. In full view. Okay, thanks a lot, guys. Um, yeah, again, thanks, thanks for having us uh, with Bookchain. I'm really excited to be able to share some of the things that we've looked at uh, from a technology perspective and working very closely with, with Jessica, which is one of our key partners, um, and really addressing the, the human resources challenge that we all see today. And I think technology has a big role to play in how we rethink how, how we approach um, certain problems. We know it's, it's, it's a challenge where um, retention uh, is a challenge, like burnout is a real um, challenge that's out there. The, the, the last year throughout the pandemic has made it uh, even worse. And um, we know that human resources is a huge component of, of running a uh, retirement or senior living facility and ensuring that our in, employees are engaged and you know not burnt out will actually impact um, operationally to ensure that at the end of the day we're providing um, proper care to to our residents so th these are just some of the things that we've seen uh, as we've developed our product as we work with uh, customers such as uh, Jessica uh, in there where you know, we, we see a lot of um, workers really just saying, you know, we have to 
work in multiple places to, to make ends meet. You know, I wish there was a platform in there that can really create that transparency that's necessary because you know, when we talk with our um, retirement homes and facilities that we work with, all of them say they're short staffed. But what's interesting is when you talk to the, the frontline workers and the staff, their complaints is, I would love to get more hours. And so when you look at that, the, the, the problem is really there's an inefficiency that exists between when we reach out to, to those staff and uh, a large number of them are going to be part-time and casual and creating that transparency and creating that trust uh, via technology. And technology can really help mobilize that and really take the burden off of um, the, the administration staff and the schedulers um, and, and whatnot. Um, so what we see is that traditional methods just isn't sustainable. You know, we know that uh, things happen, things change relatively or, or very quickly, uh, especially during the pandemic. A lot of the time is being spent on scheduling and ensuring that uh, units or um, homes are particularly staffed. It's actually starting to leak over to your nursing staff. So I hear that, you know, the, the night nurses is, is doing call-ups just to make sure there's enough staff uh, that's coming uh, in, in the morning. And so what that really impacts on is, is um, care. So if your night nurses is ensuring that there's adequate people showing up, what they're not doing is, is providing care. And, and that actually adds to the burnout to things that, you know, they're not typically, that's not what they signed up for. What they really want to do is um, go and pro, uh, provi provide care. And so what BookJane aims to try to do via technology is take away a lot of the administration burden. And so, um, some other benefits that BookChain has been able to see is uh, I mentioned that we're creating that transparency where uh, if there's open work available, it's made available uh, pretty much to everybody uh, within that internal team, reduces the need for uh, outside agency or even overtime costs. So there's a lot of benefits uh, that, that we can see by just applying technology in a different way to make ourselves a little bit more scalable. Um, just a little bit about BookChain. So um, as Hen Hendrik uh, mentioned, uh, we, we were founded in, in 2016. Um, Curtis on the call with me founded this because he, we saw a problem. We saw that there was a problem in the way staff were being deployed and there was a better way to do things. And today uh, we work with a workforce scheduling uh, software. We're looking at creating a on-demand marketplace where everything really flows through the BookChain app and we can make uh, calling out to resources and even scheduling them way more um, scalable and efficient uh, all via uh, a mobile app. So um, some of our, our, our key clients on here, uh, Seasons is a very key partner of ours. Uh, they came on just at the beginning of the pandemic um, and really helped uh, them, I think, rethink. And we'll, we'll get to that in, in, the, in the panel uh, version of that. I would love to hear more uh, from Jessica's perspective uh, on that, but um, it's just really a different way of thinking about um, staff deployment. Um, so I'll, I'll just get through this because I, I really want to get to uh, kind of the kind of conversational aspects of it. So some of the key challenges that we solve is really um, staffing. Um, but two, just beyond just the staffing, we know that staff run the facility. If we make it a better place for them and a better place to work, we're dealing with uh, recruitment challenges that we see, retention issues uh, that we, we constantly see that turnover. We, want to, we, we really want to make senior care a better place to uh, work because 
all of us are going to get older at, at some point. And it is, a, it is an issue that we want to be able to solve um, uh, like relatively soon. Uh, and then the third thing is really implement new staffing approaches um, that reflect the complexity of the sector. And, and the pandemic is really taking it to a new level where we really got to rethink the way uh, uh, we work with our staff, work with our residents, um, and uh, technology is really the solution to do, to do that. Um, so one of the big benefits of technology and transparency and providing that um, accessibility to work is at the end of the day, it actually improves resident care because if you can keep your home uh, staffed and filled with your own internal staff where, and Jessica will get into some of this when we talk about training is you can really put your blueprints on it, uh, your fingerprints all over it in terms of the training aspect that you're not training and retraining staff over and over again they're getting the, the proper repetition and, and getting familiarity uh, with, with the end resident care. And that helps prevent, or that helps provide for a high degree of uh, quality of care, provides a better consistency of care where you're building that relationship uh, with the residents. So that, that is something that Bookchain aims to look at at all times because beyond just the technology, what we're trying to do is really solve a problem that, that's out there, making sure that we're providing or we're helping uh, senior homes or customers provide the best possible resident care by giving the tools for their staff to be able to do that. Um, so quickly go through that in terms of how BookChain works. So from a traditional type scheduling method, it, it tends to be relatively manual where a scheduler will create their master schedule and then things change because life happens. And what they're doing is they're starting to make uh, individual call-outs. Uh, and sometimes they're using text, sometimes they're using emails. Uh, that process is, is rigorous. It's a ton of back and forth that happens. More complexity gets added on it when you're talking about a unionized environment where you have to go in a particular order. What BookChain does is when we look at this is we just said, hey, there's a better way to do this. You know, we can program in the, we can configure in the, the union rules that has to go out. So if this is the sequence and order that it needs to go out, well, we're just going to program it at once and the technology will take care of the rest. And so when things change, instead of having to spend hours calling out to um, your part-time and casual pool, you're just really going into the platform, entering what you need um, in 10 seconds to say, this is what I uh, require for the next little while technology takes care of the rest. It's going through seniority order. It's reaching out to the staff and it's the full transparency that's needed because what's most important is, you know, and I hear this all the time. Uh, a lot of times when you do a call out and the staff is not picking up because they're busy doing something else, um, they effectively miss that opportunity at work. And so having it live on the app allows them to see all available work. And, you know, some of the the experience that I hear from the, the homes that I work with is that um, what they're seeing is staff say, I never knew there was this many, this much work that's available. Uh, and what you're starting to see, and one of the key metrics that we look at is, um, you know, before BookChain is uh, implemented into the, into the particular home, what was the average hours worked by a part-time or casual staff and did it go up? And what we see is, 
those hours go up by um, at least 25% in terms of uh, staff utilization uh, in, in that pool. That also addresses is uh, your part-time and casual pool. Those are ones that tend to turn over the most. And the reason they turn over is because they're not getting at more hours that directly uh, addresses that. And so that, that's some of the things that we've been doing and uh, continue to refine. And those are the things that we, we look at. Um, I'm not gonna go over too much about our, our client successes and I'll, I'll let Jessica talk through that, but uh, we've been able to really drive down uh, agency and overtime costs, um, savings and administrative time, but overall like just staff engagement and improvement. They love this new way of being able to um, access work uh, when they have. And so um, this is what BookJane is aiming to do uh, in, in technology. Um, and I think I'll, I'll pass it back to Hendrik and then I think we can get to kind of the panelists um, conversation where we can really talk about some uh, real life experiences that, that we've seen. Uh, thanks, Michael. Appreciate uh, the, uh, the quick look into into book chain. Uh, I don't know, Curtis. I, before we go and uh, talk to Jessica, is there anything further that you wanted to add um, to to what Michael was saying? No, I think I think Michael kind of provided a high level overview. Um, I mean, one of the big things that we we continue to to spend time on as an organization is to try and see how we can work with all the associations and our clients today to solve the labor issue. And that's one of the key components. And the, the biggest part is, you know, how do we drive uh, retention, uh, employee engagement, um, reduce turnover, um, which at the end, Hendricks, you kind of mentioned at the beginning of the call is, is really, you know, driving better care for, you know, our clients and facilities and, and ensuring that um, consistency is a big part. And, you know, we're, we're definitely, uh, excited to have Jessica on the call to provide feedback and Michael brought it up like you know we went live with uh, seasons uh, when wave one just hit and I remember receiving the call from Jessica to say we can get you set up right away and love to hear her her feedback in the last 12 months on um, you know how was the rollout and also how has this really impact seasons today and how they do they view the world using technology and I think that's a big part right it's not it's not just book chain providing services to our clients. It's, it's really, you know, embracing technology. And one of the big things for us that we see is, you know, when you're starting to look at retention and utilization of your staff, you really can't use the traditional way of what you've done before. It has to be a change. And you have to really starting to think outside the box that technology has to be enabler to help to drive that. Um, you know, we really can't use the things that we did before. That's, that's, we, we have to really start looking at the future and we have to really starting to look at, to be innovative in, you know, for long-term care retirement homes, innovation is gonna be really key. Um, and technology is gonna be a big part of moving forward, especially, you know, life after pandemic. And, you know, I, I kind of see that, you know, COVID is always gonna stay with us. COVID is not gonna leave. And we have to have a pandemic plan. We have to utilize, uh, platforms to assist the workforce. And, and one of the, the, the big parts too is when you're starting to look at the labor shortage, you know, the, the workforce is going to look for technology. It's, they're going to look for our clients to have uh, additional technology because um, it, it is something that's going to change ongoing. So we're just excited to get started on the, uh, on the panel. Right. Thanks, Curtis. Um, Jessica, um, maybe just 
Uh, if you have got a couple opening thoughts that you want to share with um, the, the people that are attending this this um, lunch and learn, and then I've, I've got a few questions that I'd like to sort of drill down on. So I'll, I'll let you sort of speak to um, some of your you know opening thoughts and your experiences. Yeah, for sure. So um, thanks again um, for the introduction and and the demo, Michael. Um, really happy to be a part of this discussion today. It's exceptionally relevant. Um, I think now more than ever as an employer, we're needing to respond uh, quickly to our staffing demands while you know meeting the needs and wants of our employees. So I can say Seasons transition onto Book Game platform um, and how we've used the platform and how that use has evolved over the last year and a bit um, really has been our silver lining in this pandemic. Um, I'd say the pandemic really lit a fire under us um, in terms of thinking differently um, or more creatively about staffing and schedules. And so um, the BookJane platform, I think, allowed us to take that thinking um, and deliver on it and deliver on it quickly. Um, but as we've said, we need to look beyond the pandemic, too. And so employers will continue to manage that balancing act between uh, business needs and employee engagement and retention. Um, that in itself, that's a constant, that's ever-changing. We know those goalposts are constantly changing. Um, and so Book Jane and the platform has remained super responsive to that, to, to our needs and, and those changing goalposts. So um, happy to, to dive in and share some details around what that looked like through the season's lens um, and our experience with the Book Jane platform so far. All right. Well, thank you, um, Jessica. I, I, I guess selfishly, I want to I want to ask you this question because, um, as Curtis, you know, he's been trying to get our business, and and so um, this is probably a benefit for anybody on that's on this on the Zoom call. Why did you choose them? There, there obviously there's other platforms out there. Um, maybe they don't do the same exactly the same thing, but uh, why did you choose Book Jane? Uh, for sure. So. I met Curtis a couple years ago. We were introduced to the software, introduced to the platform. It's something that um, Seasons Organization became acquainted with and, and familiar with. Um, a lot of you know informal discussions didn't think we were quite ready to take that plunge. And so um, fast forward to February 2020 wave one and you've got Seasons deploying a COVID response team uh, made up of key members of our support office who were analyzing, uh, responding to the constant developments um, in the virus, in the directives, in case counts, you name it, you, you remember what it was like in those early days um, with all that unknown. And so, um, you know, we really took a step back and said, if we can help in any way, free up time and make life easier for managers on the front line, um, with regards to staffing and schedules, um, if we can help those first line of defense employees in any way, um, it would be a huge miss not to take that opportunity that the BookJane platform um, was offering and available to us. So I think for us, the decision to use BookJane was definitely initiated by um, COVID with that mindset of let's try and get ahead of any potential staffing crises and let's utilize a tool we know can take the administrative burden off of our team members. But um, I think now speaking from a bit more of a stable, stabilized point of view and, and I guess what our new norm is shaping up to be, 
Um, we continue to see those benefits. Um, they continue to be realized and um, they continue to evolve because Bookchain's been a really responsive and innovative partner. It's not just the, the technology product um, as it is today. So I would say, yeah, COVID's really how we got our feet wet, but we continue to see those benefits. And, and how was it, Jessica? I remember like even before COVID when we were talking, it was like, let's let's dip our toe in it, couple of homes. And we, I think the pandemic happened and we said, let's just do all of them. Yeah. Um, and I know you, you were in the back of your mind, you were a little bit scared. How was like, how was that? Like when you think about it, like, looking back. So, so we were mindful, obviously that, okay, we're going to introduce a new software in the middle of a pandemic. Is that crazy? Um, maybe, but again, we knew that there was risk and we knew that we had to act quickly. And so, um, you know, working with Michael and his team, um, they were super flexible with how we wanted roll it to look like. And so we did take a phased approach. We did it in waves. Um, knowing the pilot site that we worked with and how that went smooth, we had an idea of what the mass roll it was gonna look like. And so um, even though we did a mass roll it, we still did a phased approach. So um, Book Jane, you know, being flexible around, okay, we know we wanna train one business manager at each community so that we can deploy it quickly um, and allow the other managers to focus strategically on their areas during you know early days of the pandemic and we felt super confident that there was at least one subject matter expert at every home um, and then we did run you know we ran book jane in parallel alongside more of our traditional methods just to make sure that there were no gaps but within three to four weeks um, we had the enrollment rates that we knew we could pull the plug. We changed our policies and moved solely onto a book Jane platform. So um, since then we've deployed it to general managers and now we've deployed it to all managers in the community who have um, experience and exposure and access to that. And um, I know book Jane's been um, adaptive to that phased approach and made it really accessible through a single um, user sign on. And so um, it's super inclusive to every manager in the community because they're all seeing the same information. It, it really has, um, I think, from a communication standpoint and an awareness, um, brought everyone together um, and it's been super inclusive from a communication standpoint. So using this technology, I mean, you talked about deployment and um, you took the phased approach, which I, I, I can totally understand. I guess my question would be, was there resistance? I mean, it is change. We talked, you know, earlier, Jessica, we talked about change and um, was there resistance to moving from a traditional way of doing things to, you know, obviously a technology base? Well, I think we need to be realistic and honest when um, thinking about new technology or technology, technology change, um, or, you know, let's face it with some people, change of any sort. Um, and so um, as a company, I know Seasons has always prided ourselves on you know, remaining nimble and being able to change course. Mm -hmm. um, but of course, you're always gonna have resistance with certain team members. I think it's, it's less about is there or was there resistance and um, really knowing your audience and your operations and understanding in advance where do you think that resistance is gonna come from? So you can proactively change the conversation. 
um, and know where to support the gaps that um, you anticipate. And so um, I can say Bookchain really did act as a partner in mitigating that resistance even before the rollout, um, along with, of course, the buy-in of our internal um, senior operations team. So um, thinking about the resistance we saw, I think you can put it in two buckets. So one, the managers that were going to be responsible for um, rolling this out on site, knowing which one of you know which one of those or which ones of those um, are typically in general less open to change. Anyways, you know the you know the ones that just want to do it their own way. We all have those types of mm -hmm. people in our organizations, and so um, getting that list ready in advance. Um, and the second bucket, frontline employees. Um, who maybe don't really embrace technology or maybe don't own or have access to smartphones. Um, so if you talk about and you look at the first category we talked about of those managers resistance to change, um, really having buy-in from your senior operations to help drive the rollout, but mostly just being able to help them see what is in it for them. Why is this a benefit? Um, to them, I, we found that to be the most impactful. And I think BookJane's training rollout is super straightforward. It's customized and it, it played a huge part in I think alleviating those anxieties for those who were maybe um, hesitant or a little less trusting in the process. And so once you really see it and you go through um, that um, training with the actual BookJane team, you know, they're not passing you a manual. It was very hands-on, uh, very service-oriented, and it was tailored and custom um, to our needs. I think we had a, a really big shift in that paradigm. Um, and then the second category, when we talk about frontline employees, um, maybe not having access to smartphones or not really being that open to technology or embracing technology, we did a pulse beforehand. So really understanding how many, how many employees are we really talking about that fit into that category before we pull, pull the trigger on this. So um, as simple as knowing which employees do you know you need to spend a little bit more one-on-one -on -one time with just to get them comfortable and familiar um, and having access to some of those um, smart devices on site if possible as well. Um, the book Jane pre-launch communications and the, the uh, enrollment process is super straightforward and it was really, really impactful um, because the message wasn't coming from Seasons, the message was coming from book Jane and, and sometimes that third party communication goes a long way, especially when it's short, sweet, straight to the point. Um, and I think really, um, if it's easy and they can see what's in it for me, um, those are those were the two most impactful components of um, Book Jane's partnership in the rollout. I think I'll I'll add that you know, Jesse, you guys were super you know, and like even before we went in, it was we knew exactly which homes were going to adopt this, and we worked with them. We we made the homes become our biggest champions, and you know, Book Jane came in and we said you know here are the things that you're going to see where we we all know this. There's there's certain uh, frontline users that are going to be a little bit abrasive to technology, but it's really just about listening to them and just listening, okay, what are their concerns? And really saying, you know, you know, this could be a better way for doing this where they have, what if I miss my phone? What if I missed my notification? And it's just that, that change management that needs to happen. And 
you know, that made it easier for, for us. So we, we were able to prep, I, I think Welland was one of the early adopters. We said, here are the, the, the questions that you're gonna ask and here's how we need to address them. And here's how you can show them. And it all takes like 30 seconds. And when they see a new way of doing it, most people look, yeah, you're right. That is a better way of doing things. And I, I think that, you know, honestly that helped a lot for us knowing what we were um, going up against and understanding, okay, here, here's some of the challenges. And then, you know, we were able to provide our lens to say, uh, here, here's a common question that you're asking. Here's, here's typically how we would address them. We had, um, we had a, I will always remember this one business manager in particular was literally in actual tears out of fear that she had to make a change. Um, and this is a, this is a, high-performing business manager. And um, I remember her laughing at the end of it saying, oh, oh my gosh, that was so easy. This is so much better. I don't know why I was so scared. So um, we definitely saw um, you know, everything across the board from people who were excited to those that were literally in tears um, and watched the paradigm shift. So um, yeah, really, really fun to see when you garner the confidence and they have the trust after just going through the process. Oh, just a follow-up question, because often um, this can be a source of, of resistance. And, and I don't know, Jessica, if some of your sites are unionized. Um, you know, in BC, a lot of homes are, and, and probably throughout the country, there's a lot of homes that are that are on this call. Um, how, how did you sort of convince the unions to get on side because there's always a fear of, you know, that the whole seniority thing is getting gets messed up and you know people don't you know get their fair shake at shifts and vacation coverages and all that sort of stuff and so how did how 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 did that process go and how did you get them on side? Um, so on, honestly, the union response um, in a nutshell has ranged from curious to neutral to actually very positive. Uh, we've had zero grievances related to the rollout or um, ongoing usage of this system. Um, this conversation is really no different um, than having that proactive plan and conversation with the employees you know are going to be resistant to change. So having, um, you know, in-depth, positive, proactive conversations with your union so that there are no surprises. They feel that they've been a part of the conversation. And at the end of the day, they just wanna know that they're able to support their members and answer the questions of their members. Um, and so those early day conversations went a long way. Um, the seniority um, and I guess compliant functionalities in Book Jane make it super easy to comply with your company policies, um, with your CBAs. Um, there is a really flexible ranking feature in Book Jane. Um, and so everything from you know, ranking seniority, whether it's by hours worked, whether it's by date of hire, um, whether it's by department or overall home seniority, um, there's different ways to use that ranking feature. It's super flexible. There's also an additional layer on there that if you've got um, employees that are cross-trained in different departments, they too can be added to a primary uh -huh. ranking list. And then they can also be offered uh, shifts in other departments after it's gone through 
um, the rest of you know the primary workers in that home department. So um, yeah, the, the ranking feature is, is flexible um, and um, you can customize it based on your collective agreement or your policies. One more to that too. Um, within the platform, there's an audit trail as well where the, it would show you that the jobs did went through uh, you know, people based on seniority. So it, there's a full audit trail. Um, yeah. And one of the things that we've seen too across the country, uh, the unions that Jessica mentioned have, have embraced it because we're providing more hours to their workforce than utilizing uh, third party agencies. And that's, that's been a big part where, you know, could we provide more hours to, to, to the workforce? Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, they just want to make sure you're doing it in the right way. Um, and the system absolutely allows you to do that. And, and to um, Curtis's point on the audit trail, um, that's a really, really good feature to use as part of your proactive conversations. Because if you can take that and say, um, let me actually show you what it looks like, um, you're just garnering more confidence both in the union as well as your staff. Well, yeah, there's nothing worse than somebody saying they missed a shift and then you can go, well, wait a minute, actually, here, here's how yeah. it went down and actually you didn't. You actually, yeah. you were called or you were offered the shift and you missed it or or whatever. I mean, that that's that's often what the, the complaint is, right? Um, yeah. and, and if you can alleviate that by, by proof, uh, I mean, that, that definitely changes the conversation. Michael, you want to add something? It also opens up the conversation, I think. So, you know, as I've been working with a lot more unions, it's like even pre-launch, we sit in front of them. We say, here's how, how it works. And they become a part of the conversation. They see that it's transparent. They see that there is that audit trail where we can see. And if it misses something, well, you know, we can work through that. And it's, it's, it's really building that trust and that relationship between the home and the union itself. And at the end of the day, what this is really focused on is what they're trying to do, aligning our interests and providing more access to hours to their own membership base, which they, they like, right? They, they say, okay, this is a tool that can help my membership. And this is also helping the, the homes themselves because it's giving that consistency, getting back to the quality of care. I think that's that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm curious. It's been a, it's been a year and a bit for you, Jessica, um, in terms of rolling this out across your sites. Um, if you know, if we were to ask your team now, your particularly your frontline uh, team members, um, what would they what would they say about the app? What would they say? Is it, has it been a good thing, bad thing, a neutral thing? Yeah, I think um, the first key indicator to look at there is your your enrollment rate. So who's actually using the platform? Um, and if I look at that progressive story from the time we launched, within the first seven days, we had a 28% enrollment rate. That jumped to 70% after just four weeks. Um, I think, you know, between seasons and the book Jane team, we were thrilled with that, that quick adoption rate. Um, and now we are sitting stabilized anywhere between an 89 to 93% enrollment rate. And so... Um, you know, we've solicited feedback both informally as well as through um, formal pulse surveys. Um, frontline specifically, um, I can tell you that they love that they are not getting constant phone calls from their managers multiple times a day. Yeah. Um, they have the autonomy to pick their own shifts, to do it on their own time, on their own app, on their own phone. 
you know, I hear staff saying I check multiple times a day to see what's on there. So they're, they're engaged with that. Mm -hmm. um, I've, I've also heard staff are wanting to pick up additional shifts because they're not being asked to. Um, they have the autonomy um, and they, you know, your shift, you're seeing a, a shift from that sense of obligation. Um, and now it's starting to come from a place of desire, commitment and choice. And I think choice um, has been one of the most impactful components to this transition. And so I think that's huge. When we talk about shifts being available um, and managers not having to scramble and um, you know, give out incentives just to have someone show up um, and getting people to actually want to work and doing it on their own. That's, that's massive. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I, I love that comment about um, providing people choice because it, it, they, it, the, 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 the choice of work-life balance is in their hands, not in their employer putting pressure on them. And, and I think you're, you're quite right. They're more apt to uh, give up more of their personal time uh, if 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 they can do it, where they are they're controlling what their their the work schedule is more so than the employer kind of like I said putting a lot of pressure on them. So uh, thank you for that comment. That that, that is so true. Yeah. Um, I guess the, a sort of follow up question is what has been the impact on residents on resident care? Have you noticed an impact? For sure, and I think that's one of the biggest um, outcomes and goals that anyone would look for out of a system like this. And I think where you see the positive impact um, to care is when it is our own team members that are delivering that care, um, because those team members have been specifically hired and hand selected for their propensity for customer service. Um, and they are familiar with and they align with the season's mission, vision and values. So um, Book Jane having that platform that allows our team members to be the first ones to quickly and easily um, see those opportunities and pick those shifts up to ensure that their residents and their co-workers have um, the right support throughout the day. That's absolutely where you see the, the impact to um, care delivery and service delivery to the residents. Um, now we're talking about the money side of things. Um, you, you, you take where you were, which is a very, you know, was a traditional scheduling system, which many of us probably still use. Um, what did you experience in terms of cost savings going from that traditional service now to, to an app-based uh, or technology-based schedule? I think the, the easy one um, is your cost savings in time for your administrative managers. Um, if you look back at Michael's um, diagram that he had in the traditional method versus the book Jane method, I mean, that's a no brainer. That, that's not theoretical, that's absolutely applied practice when you look at the difference between um, multiple phone calls that are often unanswered, multiple texts back and forth, and then having to manually make sure that um, you're in compliant with your policies and your collective agreements um, versus the ease of posting a shift online and someone can pick it up with the click of the button and you have the confidence that you're already compliant with your overtime thresholds and um, your collective agreements in terms of um, seniority and, and shift offering. So um, a big one there in terms of overtime is, uh, and when we go back to that ranking, um, 
and seniority feature, you can, um, you can rank employees in a way that you are not offering um, full-time employees those shifts that would put them in an overtime position until it's gone through um, your part-time and your casual. Um, you, can, you can block them entirely if you wish, or if you wanna go through your entire roster first and then offer it last. So there's a, there's a control measure there um, that we've seen to be quite impactful. Um, and then, you know, to quantify that administrative and time savings, of course, it depends on the size of your home, the size of, um, you know, your occupancy levels and the size of your staff roster and how many vacancies and shift schedules, um, shift vacancies that are going out. But um, it would not by any means be a stretch to say that you're, you're saving a day per week collectively um, in some of your medium-sized homes or larger homes with um, vacancies and, and shifts um, that need to go out, especially when we're talking about um, quick, quick vacancies if someone has to get tested or is deemed a close contact. Um, so there's those savings on a regular day, but especially with the pandemic, when things can change on a dime, you need to be able to respond super quickly, which obviously this has allowed. Um, in fairness, this is not a regular year, so it's pretty difficult to um, benchmark against other years when we're talking agency and when we're talking overtime, um, especially understanding their shortages right now. Um, but now that we're starting to get back into that stabilized um, stabilized atmosphere. We have the infrastructure um, that BookJane has built out so we can benchmark that ROI in addition to the efficiencies and those engagement levels that we've already seen. Jessica, are you able to speak a little bit about uh, agency utilization? Yeah, I was gonna ask, that was my follow-up question too. Okay. Uh, in what capacity, Curtis? Um, either reduction or your spend as your spend increase or decrease? Yeah, so this is where we can see a lot of different stories. So has agency reduced in some capacity? Absolutely, um, hands down, no questions asked because you are utilizing your team members first who maybe otherwise were not getting offered those shifts or it wasn't making it down um, the chain. Um, but again, this is not a regular year. So we've seen some pretty incredible anomalies in terms of staffing and crisis management. And so that's why I say in fairness, this is not a regular year. And um, in some levels we have had um, emergency uh, agency staff needed for our RPNs, for example. Um, but that's where I say we've got the infrastructure to benchmark that when we stabilize because um, I think measuring that in the middle of two pandemic, two and three pandemic waves doesn't necessarily give you a consistent story, but we absolutely know that we've got less shifts that go unfilled and it's going to all of our team members first. I think the I think you touched on this the equal distribution where you're not going back to the same person over and that leads to burnout, and it also you know the the distribution across your entire staffing pool where you you know not one person's picking up all the shift it helps equalize it and now you know the the person who feels like they're getting ignored all the time 
is now saying, oh, I, I have that, that shift and that, that wanting to come into seasons to work is a real thing to, to able to provide better care. So, so that's where you see your overtime metrics decline because there's a control in the system um, that won't even offer it to someone that's going in overtime if you choose not to offer it to them. Um, and then you also have that equal distribution component. Um, and, you know, as a result, you've got engagement of staff not looking for other jobs um, because they're getting hours that they maybe would not have otherwise been offered. Right. Okay. Um, there was a couple of questions in the chat box. Um, the first one I'm kind of interested in, um, this is probably a question for Curtis and Michael. Um, are you currently working with any LTC sites in BC? We, we have a few in BC. Um, Jessica, I think it's in Alberta. We're, we're across the country. We, we work with several sites in, in BC. Uh, some on the island as well. That, that one's a typically challenging um, uh, geographic to, to get into, uh, but we're working in, in there as well. Okay. Um, and then the other question I think Michael you answered, um, and it would be a question that I had, uh, is a platform more geared toward short call or, or those last minute calls or can it be used for all scheduling? It can be all used for all, all scheduling. And so we, you know, when we looked at the platform and what we saw was the biggest, you know, problem that wants to be solved. There's many software out there that's dealing with scheduling and which is really your master's schedule. You know, that, that component is actually easy, right? You, you, can, you can really predict out what you want to happen for the next six to eight weeks and whatever. So we do that. But where BookChain differs from a lot of platform is the day-to-day -day changes that happen is when you have to react quickly and you don't have a mechanism to do it. But this is where BookChain really thrives. And um, that's really our, our, our call mechanism and where we differentiate from a lot of other um, scheduling uh, software that's out there. Because that's, that's the major challenge to be able to do that, to be able to provide more hours uh, for, for your team, the engagement, et cetera. Um, that's what we can do, but we can do both. Michael, am I able to speak to the API piece? Because I know there's a question about payroll and time and attendance. Uh, absolutely, yeah. So just going off of um, Michael's scheduling component, um, I know we've been, you know, partnering with Book Jane on looking at how do we create more efficiencies from a time and attendance and payroll standpoint. And so um, they actually helped us um, bridge the gap in terms of creating um, sort of what's like a, a push. So anyone that has a shift scheduled or picks up a shift on Book Jane, it's automatically um, going to be pushing into our time and attendance system. So that's going to feed your payroll and that's going to eliminate any manual scheduling work that your administrators are doing with respect to um, entering entering shifts into a system that pays them out. Yeah, so for us, like BookChain is constantly looking at, you know, the next, that that's one of the next problems that, that we looked at. It's like, Payroll takes us a really long time, and we're like, okay, let's let's work through that. And I, I I know I'm working with some other homes, and they're saying there's there's payroll Tuesday, where that's all they do for Tuesdays is they work through payroll every other Tuesday. And so we sat with down with um, the seasons team and really work through uh, their payroll partner. But that's the cool thing about technology when everything is going through technology is we can actually do that, and we can integrate with many different software platforms uh, to make it a lot easier. And that's that's absolutely something we're looking at uh, for our product roadmap. And some of it has already been done. 
Yeah, and there was a question in the chat box that uh, Curtis answered in regards to, does it integrate with uh, other payroll systems? Uh, Comvita is a big one in, in BC in terms of uh, software. Um, and I, I, I'm assuming that it would sort of plug into its EMS side of it. And, and, and then from EMS, it, it, as Michael was saying, we go over to the payroll. Is that how it kind of rolls in, in a lot of these uh, softwares? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, just checking the, the chat box there. All right, well, we're, we're coming to the end of our time. Um, so I wanna just give an opportunity just to, um, um, maybe Michael or Curtis, um, any last words? And maybe Jessica, I don't know if you have any last words, but sort of close up the lunch and learn, um, respecting you know, the time people have committed to this. And um, But yeah, so Michael, Curtis, anything from you uh, in sort of closing remarks? Sure. Uh, again, thanks for everyone for, for attending and thanks for having us on the call today. Um, as Jessica mentioned, you know, we, we are here to help our clients today. Uh, long-term care retirement homes. Uh, we're currently um, working with um, some of the public health clinics right now to help on mobilizing uh, the rollout to the, the, the vaccine. Uh, so there's a number of things that we're doing. And you know, one of the things that uh, kind of stands out, yes, we're a startup, but you know, we, we are innovative. We are a key partner. Uh, recently, we just won um, uh, an award for customers' uh, service levels. And that's something that we're extremely proud of because our team is pretty much entrenched with the organization. Um, so that's one of the key things I would say. And again, we're looking forward. If anyone has questions, uh, just reach out to us. I'll put my contact on, on the chat here as well. Um, but again, you know, really appreciate the time. And again, we, we are here to support our, our homes, especially during this, this crisis. And one of the big things I kind of see too is, you know, there, there is life after COVID, but how are we going to manage the next pandemic, which is a, the labor shortage? And that's a big part. And, and one of the things that in order to manage this again, is, is technology is going to be an enabler and technology is going to be a key component to this. But again, thanks again. Yeah, and, and I can mirror those sentiments. I mean, um, our experience has, of course, been positive. Um, I think beyond the system capabilities and the functionality, um, if you pair that with the BookJane partnership, which does offer um, really a, a boutique partnership and it's not that big box, one size fits all, um, that's been the biggest um, positive and the biggest win for us is that they've continued to create and innovate um, and provide service specifically to our needs. So that's been, um, you know, the, the greatest sentiment that I can advocate for um, in this conversation. So thank you. On that note, um, I just wanna thank you, Jessica, Curtis, Michael, um, for being on this panel. Um, it's, been, it's been awesome to have you. And again, I wanna thank uh, Curtis, your, you and your team for, you know, being a sponsor at our upcoming conference. Uh, the three R's, Reflection, Resilience, and Re Reinvention. Um, it's great partners like you that um, make conferences a go, and we appreciate that. And I want to appreciate everybody that took part in this uh, session. Um, we have lots of people that have, you can see them on the participant list there participating at some good questions. So, and if you're interested in joining our virtual conference, those on, online, please look up BC Care's website. There's a way, easy way to register. You register before April 30th. 
be an early bird special. Um, so it's going to be a great, great conference, great speakers. Um, and, and it's usually a good time to network with people as well. And, and I want to wish everybody, the panels, everybody on this call, a great day and stay safe, everybody. Take care. Thanks, everyone. Thank Thanks, everybody. Bye.